part of this process is stepping out of your your comfort zone and and going to new places that you've never been. So that's kind of a po- you know a push and a pull as far as our lifestyle is seeing new places, but still going back and enjoying the ones that you've been to. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. My name is Roger Williams, and as the host of this show, I will be interviewing guests, people just like you, that are crossing items off their own bucket list. My hope is that by hearing these stories, you will be inspired and empowered to cross items off your own bucket list. When you find something impactful for your journey, we invite you to share the episode with one other person and leave an honest rating or review of the show. This is an amazing way for you to gift those feelings of inspiration and joy to others. Now let's start crossing it off together. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Crossing Out Podcast. I am excited and interested about my next guest item that she crossed off her list. Her name is Brooke Happy, uh, spelled H-A-P-P-E, just so you know. And she is intentional, uh, simple living, a dreamer, and an action taker. Brooke, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so tell our listeners, what's the first thing you crossed off your list? Sell everything to travel. Okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> That in itself sounds very daunting. Uh, <laughs> and so I want, before we get to the logistics of that, let's talk about your, your backstory, your origin story as a superhero who's done this. What drove you? What was going through your head? What was happening in your life before you decided, I'm going to put this on my list? Yeah. You know, I've always followed my dreams and kind of listened to my heart. So I had my doctorate in physical therapy, went to school. That was kind of my dream. Um, started to have children and my heart was just calling me to be home. So I, you know, put my career aside, started staying home with the kids. You know, I just felt like we were, my husband and I were chasing this journey of our dreams, um, but missing everything in between and missing that journey of life. Mm. And so we had a, a camper that we would go on trips on the weekends or, um, you know, maybe during the holidays, take a, a extended vacation during the kids' school breaks. and when we were just learning about RVs, we would watch YouTube and we saw that there were other families that were just, you know, that sold everything to travel. And I thought, you know, we live in Iowa. It's cold. I don't love the winters. <laughs> you know, what if we just went south for the winter, um, just sold everything. And I brought the idea up to my husband and we decided to do it. You know, we wanted to say at least we tried it, you know, and never right. say, well, I wish we would have we would have done that. So. Yeah, I I have that moment in my life. There was there was a point where I had I had my children and looked at my then wife and said, "Just a year. Let's just do this for a year. Let's just sell everything, and we'll homeschool the kids out of the van, and, you know, in the RV, and we'll just let's make a, a you know a fifty state thing and see if we can get the kids to meet every governor." And it was just like, "Nope, that's not. <laughs> it's a, it's a very daunting task." So, how old were the kids when you started? They were. Let me think. So it was back in 2019 when we sold everything. So they were six, four, and two. Two years old. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So they all had summer birthdays. So they were kind of approaching like three, five, seven. Okay. Um, but yeah. So my daughter has, you know, has basically grown up in the RV. She doesn't really remember our house. 
Wow. What was their response, especially the older ones, when you all came to them and said, hey, look, uh, you're no longer going to have a real bed? What was their, how did they feel about that? Yeah, you know, I think communication was really a, a big thing, and it still is for our family. We took a trip in December of 2018 during school break and just said, we're going to try and take this 21-day trip to Florida. Let's see how it goes. And we told the kids, you know, we were kind of thinking about about this idea. And we, I'll never forget the look on my son's face when we saw the Welcome to Florida sign, you know, with the palm trees. And just the awe in his face, I didn't need to know how the rest of the trip was going to go. I knew as like a parent, this was kind of meant for us and that they will get this awe and this joy every single day. So they were so happy to see the beach and, you know, to be able to play when back home in Iowa, it was, you know, cold and and rainy. And so, you know, they, they loved the idea, um, you know, and I think just part of the communication was a big thing. So do having done it at least for a little bit of time, probably prep them is like, Oh yeah, that's, that's old hat. I don't, I don't there's not a lot of change. I think children are a lot of times change is the issue. It's not what you're doing. It's just, you know, if you change, at least for my kids, there was, you know, I had a daughter that every night she'd be like, what's, what's going on tomorrow? What are we doing? <laughs> you know? So, so some of that, you know, adventurous stuff for her wouldn't really work. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they, they had some experience doing this before you decided to sell everything. Go through that process with me. Selling everything sounds like, did, did you really sell everything or did you just pack everything into a uh, a cubicle someplace and come back to it? Or did you really like go full bore to like just sell everything? We, um, when we sold our home in 2019, we had six like, you know, Rubbermaid storage um, containers. So we got down to six storage containers. And then this past summer um, we got down to two. So the only thing that's really left are like photo albums and things, you know, um, some of the little kids' clothes that I just can't quite get rid of. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, we, we pretty much sold everything. It was a process. And when we actually got back from that trip um, in 2018, I started to just simplify and downsize mm-hmm. things. And I couldn't believe the less stress, you know, for me, as far as like having to pick things up, um, but also the way that my kids played. Hmm. When we simplified the toys and really, you know, kept what they liked and what created their, you know, sparked their imagination, I saw a huge change in their behavior. Our house didn't change. It was still our, our large dream house, you know, that we, you know, had achieved and had, you know, had really dreamt about. But it was just what we surrounded ourselves with that really just changed their behavior. It was pretty incredible. And so what kind of system did you use for that process? Like I, I consider myself somewhat of a minimalist. I have a, I have 1200 comic books, so I can't like totally claim that, you know, but how, how did you, did you like Marie Kondo everything? Or was it just like, did, what system did you use to become more simplified? Yeah, I, I started with anything that was duplicated that we didn't need. Um, You know, so like, you know, we didn't need, our china and like our everyday, you know, silverware and utensils and, and um, plates and things like that. Um, and so then once we took all of the duplicated items, we separated it into it, if it was functioning or not still. So like, were there broken pieces or maybe it was worn or didn't fit, got rid of those things. And then we broke it down into 
is this serving us, you know, joy and purpose? And will it be multifunctional for the RV? Because not only is it a space thing in an RV, it's also weight. Um, so we yeah. had to kind of go through, you know, some things and say, is this too heavy, <laughs> you know, to bring along with us? So that's kind of how we broke it down um, with regards to the kind of getting rid of everything. Did you have resistance from the kids or your husband for that matter of, of when you look, when you're looking at something and going, no, really this you know, needs to go. What was that process like? Yeah. you know, for the kids, what I did was I got all of their toys out. I mean, I, you know, our toy room and everything, I put it all out for like a week and I just kind of observed what they played with and moved things to the side that weren't being played with. Um, and, it, you know, I, I put it in a box and set it in like the back of the <laughs> the vehicle just to see like, okay, if it's like physically, you know, if it's gone from their sight, do they miss it? And over a week, they didn't talk about it. It sat there another week. And then I was like, okay, you know, this is kind of out of their mind. It's not sparking their creativity. They're not looking for to play with it. So let's get rid of it. So I, I kind of did it secretively, but not, <laughs> not real, you know, not to be mean. Yeah, no, that that sounds like a uh, very, very doable um, thing. Uh, again, kids, you know, it's change abruptly is not always good change for them. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I <clears throat> saw somebody that once they packed up their whole entire house, put it in boxes, and then for a month they knew whatever what was in every single box. When they needed something, they would go get it out of the box. Mm-hmm. And then if about the end of the thirty days, if they hadn't taking something out of the box, all those boxes just went. So there's definitely processes you can use for that. So you sell everything and you're Mm -hmm. you're in this mode. How did you all decide as a family or as a couple, how did you decide, okay, which direction do we turn now? Do we turn left? Do we turn right? Or do we keep going straight? What was the decision-making process for where you went? Yeah. So, you know, for our, for us to, sell everything we were still chasing you know kind of our dreams and we had Mm -hmm. our careers I run my own business my husband travels um during for work so part of the decision for this was to just simplify life and kind of take out some of those expectations that society you know puts on you with how you're supposed to live and so for us we you know we put we look at family commitments first you know where do we need to be for family commitments and then work commitments. Um, and then from there, we kind of decide how far can we go between, you know, here and there for what we have um, for our commitments and try to explore new things. I think the biggest challenge is that we find so many places that we really enjoy and you want to go back to them. Mm. But part of this process is stepping out of your your comfort zone and, and going to new places that you've never been. So that's kind of a, you know, a push and a pull as far as our lifestyle is seeing new places, but still going back and enjoying the ones that you've been to. As the kids get older, are they getting more involved in that process? Do they, are they, what's that like for you as a, as a parent? Yes. Yeah. They help plan the routes. Um, that's kind of part of also our, our homeschool routine is researching, you know, the cities and the areas, you know, that we're going to. And so we kind of make like a bucket list of, of places that we want to go and see. So yeah, they're definitely involved um, throughout the whole process. They're definitely not having quite as much of a, or at least a Google map experience. At least they're actually using the map, (laughs) using the map and it's a teachable tool. Uh, You know, it's, it's 
almost as dead as cursive, I think, (laughs) (laughs) knowing how to navigate uh, because the the Google machine does it for you. That's definitely a huge change in lifestyle, but what's been a change as far as relationships inside your family, like between you and your husband and parenting children, has there been changes in what those look like? Yes, definitely. I mean, (laughs) you know, when you surround yourself with just things that are almost just a necessity, um, it really opens your mind and your life to how little you actually need. And it's really the relationships and the people that are around you that really fuel, you know, fuel your fire and fuel your life. Um, so that has, I think, been the biggest thing is just the intentional relationships and the time spent because we're still, you know, kind of, we're busy. We didn't quit our jobs and we still have these daily commitments. It's not like a vacation every day. Um, so, you know, just making time for each other and, um, you know, experiencing life on those moments that we, you know, we do have. Here at the Crossing It Off podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. Yeah, you all started this uh, pre-pandemic, so you you, you were, <laughs> I'm sure, hopefully you were influential in other people as they, as so many people gravitated towards this during the pandemic. I, I'm just sitting here thinking about, you know, I have a partner and we, we live together and we have a house, you know, we have a space where we live. And she has an office and I have an office and we do things. And, and, you know, our biggest distraction is we have, we have a dog (laughs) that has Mm -hmm. needs throughout the day. How has that been in such close quarters for you, as far as an RV goes with three children to, to manage what you just talked about, that you still have lives and you still have work, you know, how has that been making sure that you meet their needs as well as meeting the needs you have for um, producing income and doing those things? Yeah, you know, I think it's, I mean, it's all a balancing game. (laughs) There's no, you know, work-life balance, to be honest. I, you know, I just, I think part of it too is, it goes back to the communication and, you know, this is why we chose this lifestyle, you know, communicating that with our kids, but then also having them involved, like, because I run my own business, they, they're helping weigh the products, they're helping ship the products, they're, you know, doing as much of the life skills and the things that, you know, that will make an impact on their life. So, you know, getting them involved as much as possible because that also helps speed things along and help get my work done um, a little bit too. So just getting them involved, being an intentional with our time and just letting them know what expectations are, right? We, we chose this lifestyle for flexibility to include things in our life that give us joy and that, you know, fuel our life. And so for us, having some sort of schedule and knowing what um, to expect both for us and for the kids helps, you know, in the mornings we do school in the afternoons, there'll be some work commitments. You guys will have to have some quiet time. Um, You know, so we all, when things come up, no one likes to, you know, it all, it always throws everybody off. So I think just having those expectations um, and being intentional with letting them know what needs to be done and what the expectations are is important. 
I'm curious when the kids started that they were fairly young. How much do you rely on technology for them, you know, as far as school and, you know, socialization or those kind of what we claim to be socialization now, but how does that affect their space? Overall, we are, I I don't want to say electronic free because we do use it, but they don't have their own devices. Um, They're not on it during the day or anything like that. So we use it, you know, as like a resource if we want, like today we were talking about a football stadium that's going to get like imploded. And so we watched a video on, you know, how they do it and things like that. So we do use technology for education and things, but they don't have their own devices. They have friends on the road that we meet up with, um, you know, in, in passing and they can communicate on my phone with them. Um, but we see so many kids on the road. And I think that's kind of a, a myth or something that people were very worried about was like, how are they going to socialize? It is, has helped them step out of their comfort zone. And when they meet a child, it's like, you're a child, I'm a child. What are your interests? These are my interests. And they just connect. And there's no like, I should go to this group or I should go to that group. It's just they they instantly connect and um it's funny kind of the things that they talk about you know do you go to regular school do you homeschool do you travel you know because a lot of the places that we go we're staying in like a campground or an rv resort and so people may be traveling just for a weekend or visiting Mm. someone and so it's it's helped them i think become and i mean set themselves up to be a good person all around and just you know treat people for people yeah, for sure. I can imagine, you know, as adults, when we travel, that can happen. So to have that experience so young, uh, it will definitely benefit your kids. I hope people tell you that. I hope people <laughs> encourage you uh, that you, you've done the, a good thing, uh, for sure. Tell me about your personal life throughout this. Did you? What was the transformational thing that's happened to you as a, as a, as a woman? you know, and then maybe as a spouse or a mom? Yeah, you know, it's it's really made me realize that we live in almost seasons of life. Mm. You know, it took me a really long time when I was stepping away from my career to accept the fact that I had worked pretty much my entire life to get, you know, that degree and to work. And then I was, I wasn't, I don't want to say throwing it away, but I I wasn't going to use my degree. And I struggled with that for a long time on how do you work for something your entire life and then just step away from it? But I realized that that was for a season of life and that my kids are only going to be small for another season of life. And so it's really just kind of made me really focus on the time, you know, that we are living in right now and that things that fit for this season of life may not work for the next. And that's totally okay. You just have to really just surround yourself with what's working now and accept that things might not work, you know, for the next season. So I think that, yeah. Yeah. And so that's just really helped overall with change and everything that has happened. Yeah. One of the things I talk about a lot is the rigidness of what sometimes people, you know, who put together a bucket list, it's like, Oh, I have to do these things. I have to do these things. And I constantly remind people it's a, it's a living document. And so you can make the choice to put something on your list now that may not fit five years from now mm-hmm. or 10 years from now, like I've had Burning Man on my list for a long time. And I'm just like, you know what, I'm 
getting to be 52 and I don't, you know, I don't know if spending nine days in the desert and with <laughs> dust in every crack in my body is necessarily what I want to do. And, yeah. and so it's okay to say, Oh, well, I, I had that, but I don't, I don't have to do that. I don't, it's not just because I put it on this list doesn't mean I have to do it. And I like that there's, there's seasons, there's season for everything. And, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. If you were to run into somebody who was not experiencing life as you are right now, and was talking about, I'm thinking about doing this besides, yeah, you should just do it. (laughs) And the the things that you've already spoken about, like what's one piece of advice that you would give them to to help them try to figure out how to do this as well? Yeah, I would say, I mean, expect the unexpected (laughs) because, you know, I mean, it's like a house going down an interstate, right? I mean, things are going to happen. (laughs) Things are going to break. Um, but just like in a home, right? I mean, it's it's just a little bit different. Um, but I usually tell people to like rent an RV and try a longer experience before you go through the process. While we don't miss anything that we've sold, you know, I don't I don't like regret selling everything. I think, you know, looking back, would we have maybe kept like other pieces of furniture or something like that, um, you know, in the storage. But I also think that we're going to live a different life in that next season. If we do own a home that I don't know if that furniture or pieces of item would actually give us joy and fit. So I know a lot of people, you know, say, I'm going to do it for a year. I'm going to sell everything and then go back. If that was the case, I would say just get a storage unit, you know, keep the minimal stuff because it's going to cost so much more to buy, you know, buy everything again. So Nice. Tell me one of your experiences over your time of doing this that brought you the most joy. It was in Glacier National Park. Um, we have a, <laughs> because we pull a 42 foot fifth wheel, we have a big 450 dually. So we couldn't get down, going down the sun road. Um, so we had to pull off and it was just kind of Everyone was a bit disappointed. You know, we thought maybe we could fit, but we just didn't want to risk it. So we pulled off and there was like this little old cottage and the kids were just throwing rocks and trying to skip rocks um, into Lake McDonald. And it was just this like reassuring sense. I, I can't even describe it that this, you know, it's kind of meant to happen and everything will all work, you know, work out in the end. And so there was nothing like, Yes, the view was spectacular, but we weren't doing anything super exciting. It was just in the moment and just being present and still that mm. I'll never, ever forget. That's awesome. I love that. I, I embrace the, the times when I've traveled where I get to do that. So I, I understand and I'm sure lots of other people do as well. Brooke, what's the next thing on your bucket list that you want to cross off? 50 states. We are oh. at 27. <laughs> um yeah 50 states is our is our goal so we've hit 27 and um hope to add as many more as we can do you you have a time frame for that or is it just we're we're just going at it and chipping away yep just trying ideally we want to hit all 48 states with our rv um and then event obviously we can't you know i mean we could go to alaska we kind of go back and forth on if we want to drive because it's such a beautiful drive, but it is also a drive. Long one. So, yeah, it's a long yes. one. Yes. So we don't have a time frame, just as life presents itself. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm 48, so I have two more to go. And 
as I've looked through it and seen it, it's amazing that like the average American only visits 12 states in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. So your kids have already doubled (laughs) the average Americans visit the states uh, before hitting uh, puberty. So that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty cool thing to be able to provide them. I think what states out there that you, that you really want to go to that you haven't done yet. Uh, you know, the entire like Northeast, Maine, um, I, I've never, I've never been um, up to the Northeast at all. So um, it'll be a new experience for me and my children. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, we want to hit it during kind of the fall. Um, so that would be the area. And have you been to Washington State? Um, I have been personally, but we have not with okay. the RV and with the kids. So yeah, even like, so we haven't hit uh, Washington, Oregon, California because we want it a lot, like a good amount of time mm-hmm. because we know we will love it. <laughs> that is so awesome. Brooke, thank you so much for being here. Where can folks find more about you on, on the interwebs and and where do you, whether stuff you're doing? Yes. You can follow our journey on social media at be happy. So B dot E happy H A P P E. And then um, our blog and also like our be happy business is at www behappydesigns.com. Nice. I will make sure all those get in the show notes. Brooke, thank you so much for being here. Good luck on hitting all 50. Uh, it is a milestone for sure. And um, and a very nice gift you're giving your children. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me.